Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry, and it is full steam ahead on the one-game seasons. Everybody's records are thrown out the window. A couple teams with 10-0 records, it doesn't much matter if you can't win in round one in your home stadium. We'll talk to York and Upperman throughout the program, as well as several other teams preparing for Friday night and round one of the TWS AA playoffs. You'll also hear from Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus, who was unable to join us last week as their season came to an end. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We begin right here in Cookville with the Cavs, who ended the season, the regular season that is, on a five-game winning streak, and thanks to some help, other places were able to get themselves a home playoff game. So not only are the Cavaliers back in the playoffs in a season in which Coach Taylor Hennigan made it abundantly clear that in this region how difficult just making the playoffs would be, but they also find themselves hosting a playoff game in round one. We started off, though, asking Coach Hennigan what the vibe was like. What was the feeling around the team when they came back for practice on Sunday and Monday, uh, considering the five-game winning streak, wanting to celebrate that in the regular season, but then understanding that there is still a whole lot to play for and business to take care of and a very good Seagull team coming to Eddie Watson Stadium on Friday. Yeah, you know, we talked about after the game, you know, enjoy it. Um, anytime you win a game, we, we want to make sure that we enjoy it and, um, you know, kind of turn the page when it's time to turn the page. So I think uh, certainly by now we've kind of learned how to do that. And, um, you know, again, you, you kind of enjoy that game and you want to make sure that you fix some things that maybe didn't do uh, you didn't do well, but, you know, correct the things, but also build on the things that you did do well. Um and then you turn on the film and you you know you see a really good team coming here so it's it's easy kind of to get back focused uh, because of the the quality of opponent that we've got yeah you mentioned it right there i mean you look back at last friday night you guys go on the road you handle your business you do what you what you needed to do and you get a little bit of help to end up in the situation that you're in uh, what are some of the things that you would love to build on from the last couple of weeks and then what are obviously some of the things you feel like you guys have still got to uh, kind of work on if you want to continue here in the postseason? Yeah, I think, you know, we've got to continue to do the things that, you know, a lot of teams are trying to do, take care take care of the football, um, you know, get some turnovers, which we, we were able to do that again. So we've got to continue to, to win the turnover battle. Um, there's some things, you know, in the kicking game we, we still are trying to, to clean up a little bit, um, you know, field position-wise and things that are going to become – uh, more and more important, you know, each week that we get to play. So uh, there's certainly a lot to, to to build off of in a good way, but also to fix um, going forward. Yeah, certainly this is the time of year, as you well know, as both a player and as a coach, that uh, it's the little things that can win you a ball game and it's the little things that can, can get you beat. So how do you start to, to kind of concentrate on those little things, those minute details uh, that can win you a football game or lose you a football game uh, come playoff time? Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that, you know, now that you've played 10 games and, and things that you've talked about since, you know, last December and you kind of implemented in different ways in the off offseason, um, you know, you, you'd like to think that those things are, are kind of solidified, but you just keep hammering good habits, you know. There's there's some communication things defensively I think we can get better at. Um, pre-snap stuff, I think, on both sides of the ball um, before the play even starts. I think we can clean up some stuff there. So, you know, talk to our team yesterday, just practicing it um, at a high level, make sure that we communicate at a high level uh, and we practice at a high level, and that's hopefully going to translate to Friday night. Come Friday night, you've already mentioned it, a uh, big-time opponent coming in here. Uh, records are out the window, as any coach will tell you, in the postseason. It's 0-0. Zero and zero. It's one-game seasons every Friday night. And obviously, uh, you, you can't take Siegel for granted because of the region they're coming from. Uh, they play in maybe the other toughest region uh, in, the, in the greater area. So what do you guys have to do? What do you have to key on uh, come Friday night? Yeah, any anybody that makes the playoffs out of that region is is a good team. Um, you know, we're fortunate to be able to play at home, uh, which hopefully was going to help. I think we'll have a great atmosphere again. So, 
um, excited about that. But I know Coach Renshaw does a phenomenal job, and and the first thing that you see is they just don't beat themselves. Um, They're not necessarily the most talented team in that region, which uh, is saying a lot. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of talent, obviously, in in the schedule that they played, and and their non-region schedule was difficult too. So, um, they're they're similar to us in that they're not always the most talented team, but they are very well coached and um, defensively very structured, very sound. Um, offensively, same thing. You know, they they're working with um, really their backup quarterback who has played since their starter got hurt. So um, very structured, very sound. You can tell they're well coached. Um, and then they've got some playmakers. They got some length. They've got some some guys that can go up and get the ball, um, and guys that fly around on defense. So we've got our hands full. You mentioned the atmosphere briefly there, but uh, again, you as a player and as a coach know what it means to to be at home for a playoff game and how much that can kind of turn the tide. How excited are you to get to be at home, and how big of an advantage, especially in these first couple rounds, do you feel like it is to to get to be at home? Yeah, it's something that none of these guys have experienced. I think it's the first home playoff game since 2017, maybe, um, which was another really good Cookville team um, that won a couple of playoff games, I believe, if I'm not not mistaken. So, you know, that's when I think of Cookville football and when Coach Scavo, who coaches for us, was on that team in 17. um, When we think of Cookville football, that's kind of what we – remember that's what we what we think about is that atmosphere um the way our community and our students support us uh for big home games uh obviously playoff games are are big games so um that's kind of our our impression and what we think about when we think about cookville football and what we've really tried to to preach over the last couple of years just you know this is this is what we expect and and this is you know something that we hope happens every year so i'm excited for our seniors and our group of players to to be able to experience that and the amount of young guys that are playing hopefully to to give them something to kind of hang on to uh, and get back to uh, every year. What say we stay in Putnam County and catch up with an undefeated team in the Upperman Bees who as i pointed out in the open said this, 10-0 and 0 doesn't much matter if you can't win in round one hosting a playoff game. And certainly, really, probably 10-0 and 0 doesn't matter if you can't get to at least a quarter or a semifinal. Head coach Adam Kane joining us now, and we'll talk with him about what the vibe was for them around the team. Uh, coach, when you come back, you're 10-0, and 0, you want to celebrate that, and obviously got to talk to you last Saturday morning, but now business in front of you, time to get back to work. How did the guys respond? Great question. Um, inter- interestingly enough, um, especially for a, a typical Monday, uh, we had a great deal of energy and uh, you know enthusiasm and and I don't know if it was the cold temperatures or what, but just uh, you know, guys were you know really talkative and and um, energized and 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 running around, and I think they kind of quickly bought into you know the game plan and the preparation process. So I mean, I was very encouraged by that, and um, you know, hopefully that'll continue throughout the week. You talked to me all season about kind of that similar idea, whether it was this past Saturday or or really previous, you know, Tuesdays or Saturdays that we've spoken about how this team just at, at points has seemed different with their energy, with their focus, with how coachable they are, whether it's on a Friday before a ball game or throughout a week. What does make this team so special uh, as we enter the postseason with a zero in the loss column? Yeah. I think the number one thing is, um, you know, we've, we dress out about anywhere from 40 to 44 kids. Um, and then we've got, you know, 10 or 12 others that, that, uh, you know, we consider JV guys. Um, you know, but, but the guys that do the bulk of the playing, um, you know, whether it be starters or backups or, or strictly special team guys, you know, I would say we're around 25 people. Um, I wish it was more in the 30 range, but, uh, 
you know, those guys that that actually do the the bulk of the playing for us, they all really care about being good in football. And um, you know, that's not always the case. Uh, you know, everybody will sit there and tell you they want to win, but these guys are actually uh, when I say care about football, they're they're actually willing to do the things that it takes to win. And part of that is preparation. And, um, you know, so it might not be their most favorite thing to sit there and watch film or, or you know, sit in a meeting with, with their coach, but they understand that's part of what it takes. And um, because they care enough about it, and they care enough about the program that, you know, they're willing to do those things. So I think that's, uh, you know, been the difference with this group. And, uh, you know, we, we, the more, I think the more in, that you care about being good, the more resilient you're going to be on the football field on Friday nights. You know, we're, we're all human and we, we all kind of have a, a, you know, a tendency to, kind of side with human nature for the most part and if you're not really locked in and bought in and focused and and uh, motivated to be good and and if you don't really really truly care about it um you know that human nature is going to set in but these guys have you know fought that off uh up to this point uh really really well and been always had a good response to you know, whatever adversity has hit them to this point. So, you know, it is a new season, and I'm not making any kind of predictions or proclamations, but but I will say that I've been very pleased and, and I've really enjoyed uh, coaching this football team. Well, you get to keep coaching them coming up on Friday night, and as you would say, as any coach will tell you, anything can happen in the playoffs. It is a new season. It's a whole new kind of uh, ball game, and the team doesn't seem like they're taking East Ridge lightly. What is it going to take to pick up another W against an East Ridge team that, uh, like we always say at this point in the season, records out the window, and they could yeah. show up and do just about anything? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's pretty clear they've got – you know, five or six players offensively that, that, you know, are what we would refer to as problems. And, you know, what, what, what that means is they're guys that can, um, you know, that can hurt you. And, uh, they got some running backs that can really hurt you. The quarterback's kind of a dual threat guy that can hurt you. Two receivers are kind of deep threat guys. One's a really, uh, really tall athletic kid. Um, so there's no shortage of, ch- uh, of talent at Eastridge. Um, you know, they've won four of five and probably should have won last week. Um, they had an unfortunate turnover deep in the fourth quarter that, that kind of cost them last week, but they really outplayed Hickson. And, um, you know, so we, we've got to understand that um, – They've got some kids that can hurt us. Um, you know, I, I always tell the guys, if we do what we're supposed to do, we, then then I like our chances. But if we if we get in there and don't do what we're supposed to do, the, this team's capable of, uh, you know, coming up here and, and pulling off the four seed over the one seed upset. So um, I think that's pretty clear. Um, you know, they, they, they've got a pretty clear identity on their offensive side of the ball and and uh, you know we, we've got to be focused on getting lined up and, and and getting being able to stop what they like to do and then defensively uh, you know anytime you're talking about athletic kids you know they're, they're capable of running you down and, and and that sort of stuff so you know we got to be on top of our assignments and you know, it, it's just at this point in the season, like I say, pretty much every week, it's a do your job type of ball game. Um, you know, it, it, we don't need heroes; we just need guys that do their job at the at, at a very high level. And uh, you know, we need to play team football and and play really physical football, and and so that's what kind of the 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 
whole emphasis is this week, and, and hopefully these guys will be ready to do it. Adam Kane, Upperman B's head football coach. Uh, coach, before we let you go, final question here. Uh, you earned the right this year, right, going 10-0 to get to play in front of your home fans, to get to stay home in Baxter. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to get to play in the playoffs in front of your home fans, and how much of an advantage do you think that uh, that fan base there in Baxter is for you guys on a Friday night? Yeah, I mean, we you know we love our fan base. Um, they're loud and they're uh, you know they they really are, are behind this team. Obviously, um, you know it's also uh, going on the road in the playoffs. Uh, you know, especially any time it's you know hour and a half or or more is is not necessarily um, you know a recipe for for a disaster but it, but it can be somewhat of a, a problem if you don't handle it right and there's always that well, what time do we want to get there you know what what's the where are we going to eat well you know do we need to stop and let the kids get out and rest and so the, the, the whole thought process is is just kind of heightened when you have to get on the road and go and so you know it's it's cool that we earned the right to play you know here at home and uh but my number one focus is not where the ball game's played. It's really on making sure my team is is uh, primed and ready to play our best football of the year. Primed and ready to play their best football of the year. That is a scary thought to think that Upperman, 10-0, and 0, hosting a playoff game in Baxter on Friday night, may have yet to play their best football on the season. Segment ran a little long, but I wasn't going to make Coach Kane stop talking. Love the information. We'll take another break, come back, and we'll again stay in Putnam County and this time talk with a team who backed into the playoffs thanks to some very convoluted tiebreakers, the Monterey Wildcats, when we return on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. All three teams in Putnam County will play Friday night in round one of the TSSAA playoffs. But Monterey, the only one that will have to travel, they go to Fayetteville on Friday night, a two-plus-hour drive down near the Alabama state border. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, and head coach Scott Hughes is going to need the whole playbook against Fayetteville. Up first, though, we ask him, Coach, as you join us, uh, what is the vibe like? It's the question we've been asking everybody. You get into the playoffs Records go to zero and zero. Everybody gets to reset on the season. This is certainly a team nobody thought would be in the playoffs. So what was the uh, the attitude around the guys when they came back to practice on Monday? Well, you know, it was a different feel. Um, you know, one of their big goals was, was to be able to play in November. And, um, you know, that was something that they worked really hard uh, to try to get to. And, and, you know, there was some easiness, uneasiness you know, on Friday just because of the tiebreaker. And, uh, and you know, once once the dust settled and, and they were able to find out that they were in, um, you know, it kind of changed their dynamic, changed their mindset just a little bit. And, and I, I don't know if it took some pressure off of them, but they, they just had a little different bounce about it. Uh, but they're they're really excited to get another chance to compete. We had talked all year about how you're only guaranteed ten games if the Lord blesses you with no injuries or anything like that, and and that anything after that is is just a bonus. And uh, to be able to get to come back out and and earn five more days, kind of the way we look at it and the way we've talked about it, what uh, was a huge huge relief and and something that everybody's juiced up about. Certainly, every year in the TSSAA playoffs, <clears throat> excuse me. Every year we talk about two, three, maybe four teams uh, that get hot at the right time or they're playing their best football or they're just that Cinderella story, the underdog. Why are the Wildcats a team that could pull that off, that could be one of those teams this year that makes a run in the playoffs uh, with you know the regular season records thrown out the window? You know, our guys have grown. Uh, you know, our team has grown over the year, and, and, you know, we're able to do so much more than what we were. Uh, we still have so much to clean up. I mean, you go back into Friday night, we made several mistakes that led to big plays. Um, but, you know, we, we've, we're battle-tested. Uh, I think when you look at our, our schedule and, and no knock on anybody else's schedule, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of tough schedules. Uh, talking to coaches in our region, um, you know, we believe our region is as tough as any. 
uh, not in, not out. And, and so I, I think that helps, you know, to prepare you uh, for these tough matchups. And, and it, you know, we've been on the road in some big environments, uh, and, and that helps to prepare you for situations that you're going to be in. Uh, and, and, you know, when you, when you get a good belief and, and you got guys that start playing for each other, uh, and, and they put a good product on the field, then all of a sudden you always have a chance. And, and if you can go make some plays, you got to have some luck. I've always said this, you got to have the, you got to have good luck in the postseason, and you got to be able to go make plays. And, and hopefully that's something that we'll be able to do on Friday night. We'll talk about Fayetteville on the field here in just a moment, but you talked about it having to go on the road uh, throughout the year. Obviously you have to take some trips, but none that look anything like a two plus hour trip down South close to the Alabama state border. What is the plan? What is kind of the thought process when you've got to go two plus hours uh, down there, knowing it's going to be a hostile environment, but just the trip itself uh, kind of being that long and grueling. Well, you know, we, we're going to handle it as, as, as we always do. Um, you know, you, you, you know, you got to account for the, the time frame, but you know, we're not going to change our travel uh, the way we travel or anything. We're just going to adjust some times and, and, you know, maybe maybe add a little bit of a, a snack or something off the bus, something along those lines. But, you know, outside of our freshman class, these guys have been on some long bus trips. Um, you know, our senior class, their their sophomore and junior year, were part of teams that had to go to Hampton and travel, and um, you know, and, and that's even further trips. So, so this group has been uh, on some long trips and and been a part of of some successful trips. You know, in in that duration, and and this group understands how to get on and off the bus. They understand, uh, you know, how you handle business on on the bus and uh, how you handle business off the bus. And and so I, I'm excited. Uh, for that because I, I don't have that worry. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, can can we show up mentally ready to, to endure the trip and, and be able to get off and, and get ourselves ready to go physically? You've got a senior class, and I'm pretty sure almost all of them, if not every one of them, put down that Hampton game as their favorite memory as a Wildcat on senior night. How much of a benefit is it to have a group of seniors who've not only been on the long road trips like you talked about, but have gone on a longer road trip like that in an underdog setting and pulled off the W? Yeah, you know, it's it's very beneficial just from the standpoint that, uh, you know, they've been there. and, And, you know, a lot of those guys put that down and um, you know, if you're in our program or if you're a, a parent or someone close to a young man that was on that trip last year, um, it, it was not just a long trip and, and a win. It, it was a, a whole lot of stories behind the scenes of, of what went on that made that trip even more special. Um, and, and it's just one of those weird trips that, uh, you know, we always talk about it, you know, those trips add to your legacy. And uh, this, this is one of those trips for us this coming Friday night uh, that for our senior class could just add to the legacy. And it adds to the storybook of what they do. Well, we start to look at the opponent on the field and Fayetteville is, is obviously the seed they are for a reason. What do they do that you've seen on film that you've been able to scout uh, that you guys have to have to counter, have to key on coming up on Friday night on the road? You know, they start with a quarterback, um, big, big time athlete. You know, he's like six seven, one ninety. Throws the football well, but but runs extremely well. Uh, and, and just their overall team speed is, is, you know, top quality. And that that's very scary because they do such a good job of getting you out in space and and getting the football out on the perimeter. And and they're a team that has multiple guys that that are one missed tackle away from from going the distance. And, and for us, that's something that's very scary um, because at times that, that's kind of been an Achilles heel for us is, um, you know, just overall team speed and, and playing on the perimeter. Um, but at the same time, we've had some nights where we were, you know, very worried and, and we played really well against it. So it, it's kind of one of those deals, you know, it, how are we going to handle it um, and, and what will our mindset be um, from there? Uh, they do a really good job of spreading you out and, and getting the football across the field. And the uh, pass game is very efficient. They, they're physical up front, um, and, and they're really comfortable in their scheme. And, and they like to bring a lot of pressure on defense. 
Um, so it, it's just it, it's something that we've got to handle. And overall, like we talked about as a team, they just you know they they try to put a lot of pressure on you on both sides of the football, and and we've got to be able to sustain some drives and and handle pressure and and just mentally stay engaged uh, throughout the game and and handle the good with the bad throughout to have a shot. Monterey will try to take some punches and weather the storm on a two-plus-hour trip to Fayetteville. This is a team, as you heard Coach Hughes point out, though, that has done this before. On the road at Hampton, the underdog, the lower seed, and they walked away with a victory. Can they do it again on Friday night? We'll find out. But for now, this is the high school playbook on a Wednesday night presented by Mountain Barn Builders. As we step outside Putnam County on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, let's head to Gainesboro and check in with a former opponent of Monterey, one of the few that won't be going to the playoffs, as Monterey, of course, had eight-plus games against teams with a 500 record or better. And so we check in with the Blue Devils and head coach Sean Loftus. Coach Loftus, obviously not the way you wanted or expected the season to go, uh, but Nonetheless, now that you can, you know, you've taken a few days, you can look back across the season, considering everything, the numbers you guys have, the inexperience at a lot of uh, positions, how proud are you of the way you guys performed this season? Well, I mean, uh, you know, you hit on it right there with the biggest thing is, you know, the lack of bodies. Uh, I think we we started maybe the year with around 24-ish, something like that. And then uh, I think we, at one point in time, due to injuries, after about three, four games, I think we were down to, uh, um, you know, I don't know, around 17, 18 players a couple of games, but uh, just just proud of the fact that those kids just kept on, you know, playing beaten, banged up, or undersized, or or whatever it may be at that point in time. I mean, we lost two kids who, uh, um, you know, two one sophomore, one junior throughout the year for the to the season to due to injury, and you know, you just hate it for those anybody that has to. Uh, you know, have a season-ending injury, and then one, you know, the sophomore never even got a chance to even play nor scrimmage or anything like that. And he had he had worked his tail end off, you know, during the off season to to get himself to where he was probably going to be on both offense and defensive lines. And then, uh, but uh, you know, just proud of my kids for for battling each and every week. And you know, our biggest thing is we're going to take out of it is next year we're going to be a, hopefully a, a year older. Um, you know we've got to attack the weight room this this off season uh, and and try to become the, the the strongest team that we possibly can. Um, and with with strength also comes uh, you know some confidence. I feel like uh, you know I think we got a lot of kids playing time this year, which is you know we can go back and, and look at some film with them and and show them some some things that they did well and see what they're doing. I mean because you can teach things. Um, uh, how you want it done, and and maybe a kid may not be strong enough yet, but it'll throughout the years. It'll hopefully by the time the kids become, you know, juniors or seniors and things like that, all those techniques you can finally see. And and just because of how much stronger a kid may have gotten over the couple of the years as they get older, you can uh, you can see that. Uh, okay, now it's working for you because you can just get manhandled. I mean, in which we did several games because of, you know, just playing so many freshmen and sophomores. It's one thing to to hit the weight room and work on technique, work on strength, all of that. You'll do that throughout the offseason. But how do you maybe do a better job getting more numbers? You know, I mean, obviously Jackson County, not a a large school, so you're never going to have – you know, tons and tons of kids come out, but how do you get back up into maybe the mid twenties, high twenties, uh, or even somehow, some way, miraculously crack uh, that thirty mark next year? Right. Um, you know, it's just we're going to have to get back in the the hallways and talk to these kids and and get them back out. I mean, when we started last year during the off season, I mean, we had, you know, I had other kids playing other. Uh, other sports but i want to think you know around april or may we had somewhere around 40 kids that were that were involved with us uh whether it was working out or working out and then playing another sport that type thing and then once we got into around spring practice we had um you know a lot of sophomores um you know quit uh 
due to various reasons and things. But uh, that's the biggest thing is, you know, we, um, you know, I feel like we, we lose four kids. Um, only had one four-year senior that was on our football team. The other three were two-year kids. Um uh, and so that uh, you know, losing those four, and then I, you know, we'll have a, hopefully we'll, we've got a big uh, eighth grade class that's coming over, and and they had some success the the last two years in middle school, um, but uh, you know the 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 junior class that will be senior class has always kind of been you know relatively small uh, with about five to it's I think we've got five juniors. Uh, at one point in time, I think we we had maybe seven or eight on the team, uh, and so we just got to, as coaches, get in those hallways and and uh, do whatever we possibly can to get get more kids out, and get them involved, and um, you know because there are some there are some guys that that are uh, that should be playing that are that are in those hallways there. So I mean we got to do whatever we can possibly do in order to get those numbers up because with numbers obviously creates. Uh, some type of competition between, you know, kids and things, and then it allows you to hit. I mean, that was one of the things we weren't able to do a lot of, you know, because of our lack of numbers and just trying to get to Friday nights is because, you know, we weren't able to line up and and actually, uh, you know, hit a lot, uh, you know, due to, you know, the possibility of getting somebody injured. And the only way you're going to become a physical team is to hit during practice and, and learn how to be physical, and that's just something we weren't able to do this year. What did this senior class mean to this program? What did they mean to you? I look at guys like Waylon Kennedy and others who uh, certainly maybe didn't have the success in their senior year they were hoping for, but uh, still put together a great campaign, and certainly their legacy will live on with the Blue Devils. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Waylon Kennedy, uh, Jonah Gentry, Carter Collier, and Jacob Allen. Um, all four of those kids, great kids. Uh, and, and they all, in their, in their own way, uh, did something and brought something, you know, to our football team. Uh, you know, of course, all four of them played both sides of the ball and even, well, pretty much played all night long. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Jacob Allen is our only four-year player. Um, you know, good kid, uh, played as hard as he possibly could play. I mean, he was uh, he was banged up and has been banged up pretty much with, with some knee issues uh, that, that kind of go back to last year. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't really know if he'd make it throughout the year playing, you know, both sides of the ball and did a good job and competed and, and uh, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, Waylon, who uh, was a quarterback and, and we would spot play at linebacker, smart kid, who, um, who I, w- I just wish that we would have had him for four years as well. Um, you know, uh, he, just, uh, you know, and Carter Collier, I mean, an athlete that, you know, played all night long, was a returner, was receiver, and then, Played defensive back, uh, had some big games and big moments, you know, in some of our wins. Uh, and uh, and then Jonah Gentry, uh, you know, another two-year kid that played baseball, uh, uh, was kind of his. It's kind of his favorite sport. But then came out late last year and um, really never played because he, uh, other than kicking, uh, because he kind of came in, you know, after the season had started and uh, you know. And again, he, he kind of missed some of the summer stuff, and then uh, all of a sudden came back, and uh, we were didn't he'd never played running back before, uh, and so that was kind of we looked at him as kind of somebody who we needed to to fill in a, a running back need, and end up probably playing running back for I would say you know somewhere upwards to eighty five to ninety percent of our snaps, and then also on the flip side handled all of our kicking duties and. Um, and then uh, you know played linebacker. So like I said, all the all four of those kids. I mean, I just uh, uh, you know I think they'll. I hope they do well after school's over with and when it's all said and done. I mean, yes, you'd like to win ball games, but it's all about you know uh, uh, hopefully uh, taking you know boys whenever they come in as freshmen and uh, help develop them as they mature into young men and in hopes of uh, by the time that they leave here at the high school you know one they've had a a great experience but uh, but two they they understand 
what it takes as far as like discipline and and uh, and being you know being knocked down a couple of times and in order to come back and uh, and and work through some of the obstacles that that life's going to throw at them. Jackson County Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus as their season comes to a close. It was an honor and a pleasure every week uh, throughout the season to get to talk with Coach Loftus. I thank him so much uh, for taking the time each week to speak with me. He did not have to do that. It's obviously not required, but he uh, went out of his way to make sure that every week we got to update you on the Blue Devils and uh, the football team there in Gainesboro. So shout out to him. Thank him so much. And we'll take another break. When we come back... We return to teams that are heading to the playoffs on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Gainesboro to Salina, where we now speak with head coach Bruce Lamb, Clay County football, the Bulldogs, fell in a region championship game that might have been the game of the year, 42-41 in double overtime to Gordonsville, but that only makes them the two seed. They do still get to host on Friday night. And it is quite the doozy who they will host. But we begin by asking the same question. We've asked several people, Coach, several coaches, that is. Uh, Coach Lamb, what was the vibe like? Guys coming back uh, to practice on Sunday and Monday uh, after such a tough loss over the weekend, but knowing that there's still everything uh, in front of them, everything they wanted to play for at the beginning of the year is still right there in front of them. Uh, You know, they came out uh Great attitude, ready to come to practice. Um, you know, yeah, it stung a little bit Friday night, but, you know, kids are resilient, and, and this bunch is also. And, uh, you know, they just they came out ready to practice and excited about playing at home and having an opportunity to play Sale Creek. You mentioned to me last week uh, on Saturday, in fact, that despite the fact that it was a loss, you really felt like this was – probably one of the more complete games, one of the better games that your team has played. How do you build on that momentum and make sure that you continue to get better as we go into what is now, you know, one and done scenarios, one game seasons every Friday night? Well, you know, uh, you know these guys, they know what's at stake. You know, they've been here before, um, you know, and, and the effort we had last Friday night was, was tremendous. We didn't play a perfect game by no means, but the effort was great. Um, and we can win games with that kind of effort. And, you know, we, we've discussed uh, uh, what the word never means. And, and never is a huge word this time of year because you get beat. You know, some of these guys are seniors. They never put this, these pads on again. And, uh, and that's a huge word. And so, it's a big motivator also. You mentioned it. Obviously, a lot of these guys may not necessarily have had a lot of playing experience coming into the season, but a lot of them were around last year for a run all the way to the state championship game and falling just short uh, in that ball game. How much do you think that experience benefits them now that they're the guys on the field, they're the guys that are playing the majority of the snaps? I think it's huge, uh, you know, because you get to that point. I mean, that's the biggest game that you can get to. And, and you know, if we're lucky enough to get there, uh, you know, and, and just going week to week, it's going to help with the nerves and the butterflies and, and, and to know what to expect. One of the other things we talked about on Saturday a little bit uh, was, simply put, yeah, you're the two seed. Yeah, you get to host a playoff game, but it sure doesn't feel like you're going up against a three seed in Sale Creek, a really good team. What do they do that could give you guys some issues and you've got a key on? Well, they they, they run a two-back system, and it's uh, Coach Fitzgerald, who's a longtime coach, has been a bit successful everywhere he's been, at Ray County and Meigs County, and uh, they're going to line up and they're going to match it. You know, they're going to line up and try to just overpower you and, and – uh, you know, it's tough, and it, you know, you know that you've been in a game that's going to be very physical, and uh, you know our kids just got to be up to the task. You mentioned also that you know you've gone up against Coach Fitzgerald at other stops, despite the fact that it's his first year there at Fayetteville. What can, or excuse me, uh, uh, Sale Creek? What can you take away from previous matchups against him? Just kind of coach to coach matchup. Well, you know, I, I know he, they're going to be they're going to be ready to play. You know, Coach Fitzgerald does a wonderful job, and 
get those guys uh, prepared each week, and, and they're when they come out to play, they're going to they're going to be extremely competitive, and, and uh, they're going to do everything. They're going to find your weaknesses and try to exploit them, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can withstand that. We've talked a lot about what home field advantage can mean throughout the regular season. Now here in the playoffs, what does that home crowd, that home environment there in Salina mean to your guys, mean to your team, and and kind of mean to you? It's huge. Uh, you know, we've not been home in, in a month, and uh, it's been, it's been a long it's been a long month that I playing at, at, at Clay County, and, and uh, we're excited about being home and having our home fans get behind us and. We've had some good crowds that's come with us everywhere we've went, and uh, you know. But, but it's great to have all those guys stand along the fence and uh, along the track, you know, uh, right beside us, and, and uh, you know, cheering us on and, and letting the referees have it just a little bit, you know, so I don't have to do it all myself. But uh, you know, it, it's it's great. It's a great atmosphere, and we can't wait to play Friday night. Clay County Bulldogs head coach Bruce Lamb as they prepare for a big-time playoff matchup hosting on Friday night in Salina. The mat, the uh, atmosphere should be fantastic, so make sure if you've got nowhere else to be, that you head up that way and check it out. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Salina to Smithville, we now speak with head coach Steve Trapp to Cab County Tiger football, and they fell in a big way Friday night to Upperman, but that is uh, certainly nothing to be ashamed of. They also, of course, thanks to beating White County the week before, make the playoffs, but will have to travel to just outside Chattanooga uh, on Friday night. Coach, what can you take away from a game last Friday night, though, playing what was an incredible and still is an incredibly talented Upperman team? You know, very good football team. Uh, you know, had a, you know, the game totally went how, you know, I thought it could have went. Uh, you know, it's seven nothing at halftime. I knew our defense would, you know, stand up to the task and, you know, play play really well. And you know, but they can only hold up for so long. Uh, you know, offensively against those guys, it's you know, it's a challenge. I mean, every game you've watched on them against, you know, where they're playing good teams, it's you know, it's kind of went that way. Uh, you know, so you got to be able to be good on first downs, which sometimes we were. But third down conversions, you know, you've heard me talk about that. We. It was not good in that situation, and uh, they were. So I think we might have been 2 of 9, and they were 9 of 13. So uh, they were able to control the ball, control the clock, control the game with, you know, the personnel that they've got up front. So, uh, But like you said, we are moving on. We are in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, you live and learn, and all of our focus now is on Red Bank. What was the energy like from the guys coming back on Monday for practice, knowing that at this point it becomes one-game seasons every Friday night, uh, and they obviously have an uphill climb going on the road to Red Bank? Well, I mean, it's again, you know, we let them know that. You know, if you're you're if you're bought in and you're, you know, wanting to get extra weeks and extra opportunities to play and to continue to play and uh, impact people. Uh, then we've got to take care of business on Friday night. You know, we've uh, you know grown accustomed to being in the playoffs. We've traveled a bunch. We beat higher seeds, so it's not anything that we haven't done. But we also understand what you know what it'll take, uh, and it's about the preparation. It's about the buy-in. And you know, one big thing we told them is just make sure that last week doesn't cost you this week. So we do have to move on. You know, both mentally, uh, and then just get ready to go on the road and go play. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a, an easy trip over there to Red Bank just outside Chattanooga. Uh, what are they doing? What are they doing that uh, can kind of give you guys some issues and vice versa? You know, what is the uh, the trip like? What's kind of the plan for a bit longer of a road trip? I mean, we'll leave, you know, you know, quite a bit of as we normally do. And then, you know, we'll have a, excuse me, we'll have a team meal, you know. Uh, halfway down, you know, so we'll eat good. We always take pride in eating well. So, you know, we tell parents all the time, you know, we're going to make them better human beings, but we're also going to feed them real good, too. So, uh, you know, going to the playoffs is special. So, anything that we can do extra uh, to make sure that they know that it's special, you know, and a good meal is part of that. Um, but no, I mean, it, but it, it's game day. Uh, and we say all the time, Walmart, Park Lot, Memphis, just give us an opportunity to play football. We don't care where it is. Uh, you know, we're going to show up and do that. Uh, you know, they're an athletic football team. Uh, you, know, it, uh, you know, they've had a lot of different personnel in there. seems like they've had some injuries throughout the year. So 
totally changed what they've looked like from the beginning to what they are now. Uh, you know, I, we expect our defense to show up and be stout. Uh, you know, offensively, they've got a, you know, up front. You know, so again, it's one of those weeks where, uh, you know, our offensive line's got to be up to the task because I think that may be the biggest challenge is just what they have up front on the defensive line. And, uh, you know, we've got to be able to make plays. You know, it comes back down again to being good on first down, converting third down, keeping the ball in our hands, and then ultimately scoring points. How do you get the offense going this week with guys like Malachi and Briz? How do you get them rolling again and back into a rhythm like they've been at times this season? Yeah, I mean, just understanding. Uh, those guys have to understand that, uh, you know, what is the challenge on the other side or how are they trying to play? What are, you know, what are their responsibilities as a defense to stop what, excuse me, what we're trying to do? Uh, and then on the flip side, you know, as, a, as an offensive staff, we've, We've got to make sure that we're just putting our guys in situations to be successful, uh, but then they've got to play. I mean, uh, you know, you can draw it up all day long on the whiteboard, but they still got to go out there and play. So uh, it comes down to a whole lot more than just those two guys. Uh, they are two guys that, you know, kind of makes us go when everything is clicking, but, you know, it takes the whole squad in order for it to happen. Certainly will take the whole squad on Friday night if DeKalb County wants to advance to round two. They're on the road this week at Red Bank. What a uphill climb that will be for the Tigers. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. Final segment on the High School Playbook, and I'm Colin Castleberry. We started the show nearly with the Upperman Bees, a undefeated team taking their 10-0 record into the playoffs, and now we check in with the other undefeated team from across the UC, the York Dragons, and head coach Derwin Wright, who carry their 10-0 record for just the third time in school history into the playoffs, hosting a very, very underrated team on Friday night. First, though, Coach, what was the vibe like? What was the attitude like around the guys, knowing, as always, that 10-0 was great, you celebrate it, but now a whole lot of business in front of you to take care of? Well, it was good. We talked in Sunday. We meet on Sundays on film at 2. And, uh, you know, we said, hey, there's 32 teams now, and everybody's 0-0. Uh, regular season records mean nothing. I said, uh, you know, every year there's a team at uh, – that just like last year, I said we were kind of the sleeper team. Nobody expected us to do, make the run we did. And I said there's always a team that does. So uh, I said just understand that we've got to, we've got to come out and uh, this week we're zero and zero. And at the end of the week we want to be one and zero. And if we're one and zero, there's sixteen teams left, and then it just goes down from there. Yeah, you mentioned it right there, right? I mean. Eagleton Academy, your opponent that you'll host on on Friday night, four and six on the year, two and three in their region. Doesn't sound all that intimidating, but when you see them on film, and obviously everybody's zero and zero, anything can happen in the playoffs. Oh, what do they put on film? What do they do that you guys have to try to key on? Well, they spread the ball out. The quarterback is number seven. He's 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 a good player. Number one, uh, runs some misdirection, reverses with him. Uh, pretty good size offensive line. Uh, you know, their they're, they're team is capable. Uh, uh, just uh, hadn't put it together yet, but they've won two in a row, so they're on a you know a little bit of a win streak here. So I, I expect that they're going to come out and give us their best game. You obviously earned the right to play in front of your home fans up there on the mountain in Jamestown. How much does that mean to you and your guys, and, and how much of an advantage do you think it is to have to uh, or to get to bring Eagleton into a, a hostile environment? Well, I, I think it's always key in the, the first couple games is uh, to be at home because, you know, it, it usually involves, especially the first game or two, it involves pretty lengthy travel. So, that's that's to me, it's always been an advantage to be home the first round, especially, uh, you know. So, you know, I told our guys beginning of the year that that, that, was, our, that was our first goal was to, to be able to host the first round. And uh, we had to do that by winning the being first or second in the region. So uh, I, I just I think that's uh, being home the first round is a big advantage. You look back over your schedule and and the most points you allowed all year seventeen way back at Bledsoe County. What has made your defense so special this year? When coming into the year, I think a lot of people probably looked at it and thought your offense would be 
uh, the thing that would carry this team? Well, the thing I, I felt like on defense, we played a lot of young guys last year. We had four freshmen start, and uh, you know they they've uh, they they played those ten games, and then they got four more in the in the postseason. So, you know that, that gives you a, a big advantage in how many games they've played and what different things they've seen. And uh, I think we've just they've just continued to grow. And uh, Coach Winningham and Coach Wheaton, they've done a great job with the scheme and. Uh, our guys, uh, they they know their assignments and their jobs, and uh, we've done a done a good job of, you know, guys on the backside being at home and pursuit to the ball. So, hats uh, off, they just they just keep getting better. Head coach Derwin Wright, York Dragons. Coach, before we let you go, we flipped to the other side of the ball. You know, the the offense got back on track the last two weeks, putting up 40 points apiece. How do you continue that momentum this week going into what is a one-game season every Friday night? Well, the aggravating thing is we've done that, but we've also turned the ball over three times in the first quarter last week. So, you know, uh, we've got to uh, we've got to, again – Stop making mistakes. Stop stopping ourselves. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I think the key is just to continue to improve on what we're doing. Uh, you know, not not change. Just get better at what we do. How do you clean up turnovers in practice? Uh, I feel like that's maybe a loaded question. You ask a coach, and and they don't always necessarily have the easiest answer. But we, what is your answer? How do you clean those up uh, in practice? Well, in, in these situations, uh, you know. Basically, goes back to what you learn in middle school or even peewee football. Ball's in the wrong arm. You get the ball in the outside arm. Once you get in traffic, you got to cover it up. You got to put two on it. You know, and it's just just being undisciplined in in situations where you, you know, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to remember the fundamentals, and uh, you know, the the fundamentals are the key. The fundamentals win football games. Head coach Derwin Wright, York Dragons. Appreciate him joining us. Appreciate all the other coaches this evening joining us, including Upperman, Cookville, Monterey, Jackson County, Clay County, and a few more. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.